0: Welcome to Coffee with Michelle, a podcast I created using messy action so I could share super fun and random stories with 30 of my closest friends. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 17. I'm actually sneaking this one in on a Friday afternoon with an open pocket on the schedule because I have a pretty busy weekend ahead of me and knew I wouldn't have time. So, one really cool thing is I now have listeners from Brazil, Spain, France, (laughs) France, and somewhere else, which is such a trip. I don't know how someone would even find my podcast if they don't know who the hell I am. I mean, because you're not going to search coffee with my spelling, right? So, I'd be curious to know how people even find the damn thing. But anyway, welcome, welcome. And, uh... It's interesting we had a, a birthday party for my niece's sweet 16, which is always super fun. And my little brother was there and I don't get to talk to him all that often. I uh, we used to be really close when we were younger. My brother Michael, for those of you that know know the characters in the story. <laughs> and we had one of those really fun relationships where you know when you get around someone And you can make them laugh really hard by doing nothing, like with the facial expression. And uh, that little idiot could totally make me laugh at the most um, awkward times, like the worst times to laugh. It was like a challenge for him. And I remember one time my dad, my dad bought something. He was always buying shit, tools and stuff. And he bought something from this older guy. And the two of us went with him and the guy talked really weird. He had like a stutter or something, which honestly wasn't that funny. You could tell it was probably medically induced or something like that. Like you could tell he had health issues. So it really wasn't funny. Even as little idiot kids, it wasn't funny, but my freaking brother did that damn face to me, you guys. And I lost it. I started laughing and I could not stop. And this poor guy, it was so sad. He's like, He said, I'm sorry, I had a stroke, and I was like, oh, my God, I felt so awful. My dad was pissed, and that's not even a funny story. It's actually really sad. I don't know why I share that one, but just to show you, like, this little idiot can make me laugh in the worst, worst situations, and so we were at my mom's for this party, and like, we hardly ever talk now, and so we were just sharing little stories, and... (laughs) There was a time we were, we all went out to eat and we have a huge group. So waiters and waitresses are like, oh God, here we go. And I think I was sitting across from my little brother and (laughs) the waiter's like, what would you like to drink, sir? And my little brother's just messing around, looking at the menu and just kind of looking around (laughs) and (laughs) and he goes, what would you like to drink? And my little brother's just looking around all casual and I'm like, what is this dude doing? Why is this such a hard question to answer? And um and uh <laughs> the guy asked a third time and my little brother looked over me. He looked over at me and he goes, Oh my god, would someone fucking order already? And I'm like, Dude, he's totally talking to you. <laughs> I know I'm not explaining the story as funny as it. It will never be as funny to anyone other than me. Oh, boy, here comes a dog and the mailman. Hold on, please. Okay, so anyway, he realized what had happened, and he couldn't stop laughing. And this waiter was so annoyed, which made it even funnier and more ridiculous and just stupid. But anyway, we, um, we, uh, Got a really big kick out of that, remembering some of our old stories. And we would go out and pretend we were a couple and get in these little arguments with other people around us just for entertainment purposes. And we really did have some pretty good times. And he lived with me for a very short stint when I was probably hmm, 22. He lived with me in my apartment for, I don't know, maybe six months. And I was dating a guy at the time. And the freaking guy told me he had a romantic dream about my brother. Huh. And I go, that's weird. (laughs) That's a little weird. No, little weird. And I'd like to say I broke up with him immediately, but I was a mess in my twenties. Y'all a little bit of a mess. (laughs) So anyway, uh, that was just a random funny story that recently surfaced. Um, but yeah, so we had another really funny story when we were in high school and I had my car, all I wanted to do was get a tan. So all I gave a shit about. All my brother wanted to do was fish. So we would go out to the lake. And I, we grew up in a very small town, and this lake is now very developed, but back then it was not at all. I don't even think, I don't even think there was like a gas station anywhere near the lake. Probably because people had boats, but it was very um just old school <laughs> whatever so anyway we would go to this place called the cliffs I'd lay out and get my tan he'd go do his little fishing thing and so I'm laying there and I hear these bubbles come up and I'm like oh what the fuck is that and so I go over to the edge of the cliff and I look down and I'm like those are huge bubbles so I said to my little brother I go dude we got something over here <laughs> we have something over here and I'm like I wonder if it's a turtle because it's not, it did not seem to be coming closer to the top, but they were huge bubbles. And I'm like, if this is a turtle, it's going to be massive. He's like, let's figure it out. So we start, th- <laughs> <God>. <laughs> we start throwing rocks like on top of the bubbles, hoping it would like hit it and make it like come up. Not really hard. um But we just like dropped them in there. The bubbles kept surfacing, but they started moving along the shoreline. And we're like, what the fuck? Let's get a bigger rock. So we picked up a rock. The two of us could barely lift together and drop that sucker in. It goes boosh. We knew that one would go low enough to hit the turtle. We didn't, we weren't trying to hurt it, y'all. We were just trying to get it to come to the surface because what else would you do with bubbles, right? So keeps coming. It doesn't come to the surface, but it keeps moving along the shoreline a little faster. So we grabbed <laughs> So we grabbed this huge, like, log thing, and we start poking it down in there. Oh, my God. And all of a sudden, a scuba diver surfaces. Y'all, you would have thought it was an alien. We, it scared the shit out of us. We took off running. we were like... (laughs) We had never seen a scuba diver at this lake, ever. We don't even know why the hell someone would want to scuba that lake. Maybe now, but not then. No flags up. Not that we would have even known what that meant at the time. But this freaking guy surfaced. We ran so fast. We were terrified. And so we told the story at the party And someone said, oh, it would be interesting to hear that guy's version of the story. And I was like, you know what? It really would be interesting. Because he must have been like, what the fuck is happening? Is somebody trying to kill me here? Because we were avalanching shit down that cliff like it was our job. So anyway, we had a bunch of dumb dumb stuff like that. Uh, I think that same day we stopped at a gas station and... This little boy was sitting outside the gas station with a puppy crying, saying his mom said he has to get rid of the puppy and he needs to find a home for it. And he loved the dog and he was so sad. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I go, I'll take your puppy and here's $40. <laughs> go buy candy. And so I told Mike, like, all right, we have to craft a story. We have to craft a story for dad. So we made up this whole bullshit about, I don't even know if we ever actually admitted this, but... We made up a story about the dog was in the lake drowning. We had to try to save it, which was really dangerous. <laughs> we had this whole elaborate story that we we told him, and I think he believed it because we kept the dog. I think it was our dog, Cowboy. I don't remember. But anyway, I had a lot of fun with Mike when we were younger. We don't see each other that much now. Um, I know we had some really funny Funny things happen when we live together for that six months, but I can't actually remember many of them because I've got that Finding Nemo Dory sitch going on. So that was just kind of a funny little side note. And I have some TikTok news. I think y'all TikTok has turned the corner. I don't remember if I've already said this on the podcast, but every social platform gets to the peak and then you notice it starting to downturn. I think we're I'm way ahead of that. Way ahead of the game with my theory here, but I absolutely think TikTok has turned a corner and not for the better, which is such a bummer for me, but I will tell you, those of you that have followed along with my home remedies for youthfulness by slapping random shit on my face, here's my verdict. Coconut oil, done. It attracts gnats. You literally smell like a fucking Almond Joy bar. And it's really oily, like gets everywhere. And as one of my friends, Lisa, put, probably clogs my pores. Didn't think about that. Um, Vaseline still works really well. But I have to tell you, the number one is that bag balm. I slather it on at night. You can even do it in the morning. It is pretty greasy. You just have to like... Whatever, dampen it down. But I'm telling you, I for sure noticed a huge difference with that Bag Balm because I switched from coconut oil to this, and in two days I noticed a difference. No joke. So you got to use it. you got to get it. And it's super cheap. Just go on Amazon, type Bag Balm, B-A-L-M, and get it. If you mix that with Vaseline, it would probably be a pretty good duo. Like Vaseline under the eyes, Bag Balm everywhere else. Um let's see what was the other thing I think that was it on the TikTok as far as products go I do love those little Korean exfoliation rags I'm telling you those things work really well again super inexpensive uh, I'm down to almost bone at this point but my skin is pretty soft <laughs> It dev- it's not if you have sensitive skin I would run for the hills but if you can take a good old beaten you know Take a good old beating and lose some layers of skin. Highly recommend it. I think I linked that in the show notes. I'll put it in this one just in case I didn't. You guys, there is this whole thing that I just recently discovered. And I'll start by saying I have a really good singing voice. Like I can belt out a tune, right? Right. Especially if I have my earbuds in, and it's a really good song, like a little Fleetwood Mac uh, Dream, or what is the name of that one? For years, I, I sang karaoke almost professionally in my 20s. Throughout the tolls, I did the Tulsa karaoke circuit with a few shots of Jaeger mixed in. Um, and the other day, I was cleaning my house, and I love to listen to 80s and 90s while I clean. 90s gangster rap specifically, and that freaking Fleetwood Mac song came on, and I was like, God, I sound good when I sing this song. I was like, I can freaking kill this song, right? So I walk by my office, and I see my little karaoke, or my podcast set up, ready to roll, like the microphone, and I go, God, I should just record myself because I've never really done that. I've never like recorded myself, certainly without background music, or even with music. And I'm like, let me do that. <laughs> I grab this microphone. I grab this microphone, and I'm getting after it, like, like I'm Mariah Carey singing this song. So I finish, and I play it back. And I'm like, oh, what is that? <laughs> it's awful. I sound horrible. <laughs> And I'm like, what is happening? What? And I'm like, huh, maybe it was just an off thing. Let me try another one. And y'all, it was awful. And I realize I've never been a good singer. And it was almost like, you know, at the end in movies at the end of someone's life, they like flashback, like real quick memories <laughs> flashing back. I'm like thinking back to my karaoke days i'm like wait a minute why in the hell did everybody encourage me when i sound like that i'm like huh these poor patrons in these poor bars that had to hear me sing black velvet about 73 times um what was the other one i'd love to incorporate a little improv uh I have every now and then I would like pick a guy out of the crowd and I would go, I'm going to dedicate, I'm going to dedicate this song to my ex. He's over there. I caught him sleeping with my sister. I would do that number. And then I would sing Love is a Battlefield, Pat Benatar, always really funny. So I thought, but now I'm wondering what the hell it was actually going on back then. And there was a karaoke DJ that pretty much blacklisted my ass. And I never quite understood it. <laughs> I never quite understood it. I would do the old school version of uh, every now and then I fall apart. I fucking need you now tonight. That kind of thing. I would do like my whole little version of that. And I thought he just got tired of hearing me do that, which he probably did. Because I love a routine. But he would blacklist me. I even tried like tipping him. Like tw- I'd slide him a 20. Nope, never made it. So I think now what it is is he was probably had good customer service skills and did not want people to hear me singing. So for those of you that are listening to this, that were part of that phase of my life, oh, what were you doing? (laughs) Why did you guys encourage me so much? I even got on stage with a band to sing Ice Ice Baby, like an actual whole ass real band what was happening i can't even do that whole song i about pass out midway through but i have to tell you it's shocking to me it's, it really is it really is so funny that i just now i'm discovering i'm a horrible singer and all these years i really thought i was something really thought you know if i had played my cards a little differently might have ended up on american idol You know, I didn't actually think I was that good, but what a trip. What a trip. And so for those of you that were around for the karaoke days, let me know what you were thinking. And I will ask a few of you one-on-one because I am super curious, (laughs) super curious. I also recently remembered, all right, so years ago. As with every other story in my life. I was in Boston on a business trip. And I was headed to dinner with two of my bosses. we were walking down. I forget. Is it Boynton? Is that even in Boston? I don't know. It it doesn't even matter. We're walking down the street. And there was a woman sitting there reading tarot cards right on the sidewalk. Like five bucks. And my one boss. I never mention names because... Yeah, no, I don't know what people want me to talk about. But anyway, he's like, oh, my God, you should totally get your cards read. You love this stuff. And I go, I do. Let's do it. So we'll say big boss, little boss. <laughs> so the big boss is like, nope, 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 nope. Don't want any part of this. I hate psychics. I am not a fan. And I'm like, oh, come on. Let's just do it. And I'm not going to say little boss. Uh. My immediate boss is like, oh, I'll do it. I'm down. So we stop and my other boss is literally so panicked by this. He took off running, genuinely running down the sidewalk. And we're like, good Lord, who knew? Who knew this guy had this whole thing? So I don't even remember what she said about mine. It was pretty generic. Uh so we do that, we get to the restaurant, and he explains to us he's terrified of psychics. He's so afraid they're gonna tell him he's gonna die and he doesn't wanna know. And he kind of shared his whole little his whole little thing about it. And on the flight home, I'm like, hmm, interesting. I have an idea. <laughs> so I get to the office, I set up a fake Yahoo account, and the email address I set up was uh Lisa Boston Psychic or something like that at Yahoo.com. So I wait a couple days and I email my boss and I I sent him an email. He happened to be in town. He lived in another state. He happened to be in town at the time. And so I sent him an email and I said, Hey, my name is Lisa. I'm a boss a psychic from Boston. Your coworker, Michelle, entered your name into a drawing for free psychic reading. And congratulations, you won. <laughs> And I think I said, let me know a good day and time and we can hop on and email back and forth and do it live or whatever. He ignores it. But he immediately walked over to my desk because he was in town <laughs> and his face is all red and he held up his phone. And he goes, look what you did. Or he goes, what have you done? And I'm like, what? And he's like, look at this. And he showed me. He's like, I don't want this. I don't want to hear from this woman and i said oh my god i cannot believe you i was like oh my god i cannot believe you won and <laughs> i'm telling you guys the thought of being terrified of psychic readings and then being on the receiving end of these is hysterical to me so he re- doesn't respond doesn't respond doesn't respond i sent another email and i said and i said something to the effect of you must be busy So I will go ahead and do a reading without you and just email it to you. And so I forget exactly what I said in the first one, but I for sure included some super specific information that a lot of people wouldn't know. And uh, I would always say like, I see that you're going on a vacation, maybe to Greece, like super (laughs) specific. He was so annoyed by this. Now, in fairness, if he was sitting here next to me, he would say, I was suspicious. I was suspicious, he would say. Uh, And I kept doing it. Not all the time. I think like once a week. Like if something interesting happened in his life, I would then incorporate that into my little psychic revelation. But he did not like it. He did not like it. So I carried it on for... I was going to say three months, but I always exaggerate. So it was probably in reality like, I don't know, uh, six weeks. So I carried it on for six weeks and I sent him an email and I said, I see that you're going to be in Las Vegas soon. My sister lives in Las Vegas and I'm also going to be in Las Vegas. And that one freaked him out. That one definitely freaked him out because we were going to be in Vegas for a convention. And so anyway, we get to Vegas, and the last night, we always would have a really nice dinner and throw back a few drinks and just celebrate that we survived or whatever, had a successful show, and we're sitting at the table, and I'm, I grabbed the waitress, and I said, okay, I need you to hand this note to the guy at the end of the table in the plaid shirt, and she's like, okay. And so I just took a napkin and with a Sharpie, I wrote, hey, put his name. I'm at the bar, would love to meet you. Sincerely, Lisa, you're psychic. (laughs) And so I know this is going to go down. So I am not even looking at him. I'm literally, I'm like on my phone. I'm totally pretending I'm immersed in something else and not even remotely interested. And so I have my head down and i'm like looking at my phone or talking to a coworker and he he, wa- <laughs> he walked up to me and like tapped me on the shoulder really hard and he goes look what you did and his face was like white and he showed me the napkin and i was like oh my god and i'm like how did she know you were even freaking here playing it off playing it off he's terrified so i said well, we have to go see her. I, I'll probably recognize what she looks like. And he said, you're coming with me. And I go, all right. And I think I said she was, she said she was in a bar or whatever. So we walked around. So we walk around this packed bar and I'm looking around. And I'm like, oh, that might be her over there. And I'm like, oh, no, definitely not. Definitely not her. And he's looking around. He's terrified. I'm looking around. <laughs> I'm such a jerk. And... I go, oh, my God, there she is. And he's like, where? And I point to myself. And I just keep pointing to myself, like, right here. And it took a minute for it to click. And he he was so relieved that he hugged me, which is not something we ever did. He was so relieved that this was all fake that he gave me the biggest hug. It was pretty damn funny. But that was definitely, I, I'm pretty sure that was the longest prank I ever pulled I know I pulled quite a few on my older brother's friends and colleagues like really intense pranks but I don't actually remember any of those specifics so I'm definitely gonna have to ask him about that because I know there were some really good ones, (laughs) really good ones now look this Johnny Depp thing I haven't watched a lot of the trial coverage but I always have to listen to something when I fall asleep. And so that I just throw the YouTube. I just pick one of them, throw the YouTube on as I'm going to sleep. And it is crazy to me to think about the entire world hearing super intimate, private, embarrassing, horrifying things about your life. Like I think even just as a normal civilian, we'll say, the shit I would go through to avoid going through that is pretty intense. Like I would do anything to avoid that. And it's not even like I have that much dirt, but the thought of even just like close friends and family hearing all your private shit is more than my brain can comprehend. And so you have to think about like Johnny Depp. It's a defamation suit, right? And I think he's going for a hundred million. I don't know for sure. Um, He had to have known, like, it's all coming out, my guy. All of it. And he has sent some horrible text. And there's no doubt she is crazy. Um, But it's interesting that he's like, you wonder how much of it is even about the money. It's probably, I bet it for him it's more, because I've spent a lot of time thinking about the mindset and all of that for this, but... I'm willing to bet it's more an F-U to Amber. Isn't that her name? Amber Heard. More an F-U to her than about the money. Because who gives a shit, right? I mean, $100 million obviously is a chunk of change. But to put everything out there? Really? Is it going to change his life that freaking much? No. No, it's not. You just buy a few bigger things, a few nicer things, and then whatever. Life goes back to normal. Mm. But it's just wild to me it's just it's interesting I would love to know his thought process going into that decision I would love to know his thought process now it's just it's so fascinating to me and I do want to watch it when I can actually focus and pay attention because right now I mean I just catch little bits and pieces of it it as I fall asleep but crazy crazy stuff the the I've probably only heard like 20 minutes of coverage, really, and it's pretty crazy stuff. Okay, well, hello, it's Friday. I'm uh, super excited. I'm getting a new dishwasher tonight, getting that installed, which I put off for a hot minute, Um, and I thought I would close out this episode to give a little update on the dating sitch. So those of you that have been following know that I signed up for a dating app, which I hate the idea of dating and it's pretty interesting. The things that ultimately ultimately led me to even download that app was pretty interesting. One of which is this program. I'm kind of playing around with this whole new bitch energy program I'm developing for my clients and for myself. Of course, I've gone through it several times, but anyway, this was, uh, this was part of it And I've also talked a little bit about energy points on here. So with my clients, uh, we kind of use this whole concept that we get 25 energy points in a day and we want to consciously choose how we want to use our energy points. I use air quotes ahead of time and then just honor that because so many of us try to like we set ourselves up for failure as if we have 75 energy points and then beat the hell out of ourselves for not following through. So anyway, I was like, okay. I know I'm, I want to be in a relationship like in the next couple of years, not in a big hurry. I've been single a long time. I've actually really enjoyed it. I've got to accomplish a lot of things I needed to, wanted to, and I thoroughly entertain myself. <laughs> so that's been kind of fun. But I was like, I have to at least put in a little effort here to get out of my comfort zone, go on a few dates and do that thing. So that when I'm ready, I can go all in. So anyway, I, uh, I'm i like, all right, I have 25 energy points in a day. For sure, the bulk is going to go to my business. Health is like a super um, important focus of mine and has been for a good, well, for a long time. But really, I've hunkered down on the new bitch energy in the health department lately. Um, it's like I have that and then I just have normal life, right? Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to give like three I'm going to use three of my 25 energy points for dating. So romantic, right? This is so so romantic. Um, and so I'm like, okay, what, is, what does that look like in theory? And I'm like, okay, that looks like me spending 10 minutes a day going through matches and messages and maybe a date a month, a date every couple of weeks or something like that. And so I'm like, okay, I'm willing. To do this, even though I hate the fucking idea of dating. Hate it. So, Lord, y'all, ugh, the messages. I can't. You men, if you're a man listening to this and you're on a dating app, get your shit together with these weird messages you guys send. Um. So, anyway, started messaging with one guy super early. Like, he's the only one I had actually, like, gone back and forth with. And I looked at his profile, and I'm like, meh, he's a night guy. He's like an evening person. I'm not. He's into sports. Uh, That's the last category I would pick on Jeopardy. (laughs) And so, anyway, um, he was cute and very respectful in our messaging back and forth. Very respectful. Nothing creepy. Nothing a little skanky. (laughs) He was pretty nice. So... He's like, I would love to go out. And I go, okay, great. And so I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna put in a ton of effort here. So I'm going hiking Sunday at eight. I'll invite him to go with me. And so I said, Yeah, would you like to, would you like to go hiking with me on Sunday? We can meet at eight. And yeah, we'll go do a little hike. And he's like, sure. And I'm like, perfect. This is fantastic. So Tell told them a few times, you have to use the Waze app. Because this place, it's hard to find. You can easily get lost. But the Waze app will take you right to it. So anyway, that's just a fun little nugget. So Sunday rolls around and I, I wake up and I'm like drinking my coffee, doing my little Rain Man routine. And I'm like, oh shit, I have to see another human. I can't just go to the trail without brushing my hair and all that like I normally do. I have to like put in a little effort here I don't think I put in a lot though I don't um so anyway I get there he's not there and he messaged me and he's like hey can't find it I'm at a gun shop or something and I'm like where the hell is this guy and I'm like did you use the Waze app it doesn't answer me and says so something else and I'm like I asked him like <laughs> I asked him like two or three times And he never would acknowledge it. So I ended up calling him and he was on with OnStar trying to figure out where the hell I was. Um, And I was like, OnStar? I didn't even know that shit was still around. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny to me. So anyway, I ended up going out to the road, the main road to meet him. And then he followed me back in. And... So we went on our, I think we did like a little three mile hike and we talked the whole time, but definitely no connection. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like, no, I'm definitely not interested in this guy, but it for sure was not like I'm interested. It was just like, nah, a hike. Um, But we had a good conversation and I'm sure there were some other funny things. I pointed out like bobcat tracks and stuff and my little... Stuff I do when I go hiking. Um, I know I'm forgetting some stuff, whatever. I can't, I can't remember. So, anyway, what the freaking hell is going on? This says 50 minutes. All right, I'm gonna have to edit this. Something is way wrong. Anyway, we finished up the hike, give a hug. It's like, all right, see you later. And I left and I was like, meh, I was proud of myself for going on a date. It's like I checked. The box and um, he sent a message and said, Hey, had a great time, would love to go out again. And I'm like, mm, Uh, aggressive. <laughs> I'm kidding, I don't think I thought that. I, th- I was like, Oh, geez, I just checked that box. I, I was like, Well, I can't just go on another date, I have to spread this out. <laughs> I don't want to go too extreme. So I said, eh, how about the week after next? And it's funny because he's like, in his mind, he was like, uh, I might not even be available anymore a week, the week after next. And he's like, okay, we'll do that. Mm. So anyway, we we messaged back and forth, not a lot. And it was very like, hey, how was your day? Good. How was yours? How was yours? It was all very basic and... He'd message me and I'd wait like two freaking days to respond. (laughs) I'd wait like two days to respond and he probably did the same. It was very, eh. So two weeks go by and we decided to have lunch. And we finally, a couple days before that, started messaging something other than the basic, how was your day? And it was kind of like, what are you watching? And. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm trying to watch this invisible pilot thing. And it's I can't even fucking follow it at all. And he's like, yeah, I'll try. So anyway, we kind of had like a normal conversation. And he said a few things where I go, huh. This guy might be a little more interesting than I thought originally. Um, he also has a dog that looks just like my dog, Chica, Same color anyway, same color and breed, but his dog's a little taller. And I go, oh, that's interesting. Um, But he said a few things. God, what were they? Where I was like, oh, this is interesting. So anyway, it's like, yep, we'll have lunch Saturday. I'm going to go buy a dishwasher anyway, so I'll swoop in, have a lunch, and be done with it. Well, getting ready for the lunch, I did put in some effort that day. Uh, I got ready for the lunch, and I used that damn coconut oil, y'all. And I got it in my eyes, burned the shit out of them. And so as I'm driving to meet him, my eyes are, like, really watering. (laughs) I didn't have any Visine, of course, on me. And get to the restaurant. He's there. We have a seat or whatever. And I literally am having to, like, Pat tears away from my eyes. (laughs) From my eyes. And I told him, I go, look, I'm not stoned and I'm not crying. I just got coconut oil in my eyes. It's just a long story, but it is what it is. And it was crazy because we had a huge connection, like chemistry off the charts. I was like, what is happening? I was literally super confused by the whole thing because I was like, wait a minute. I didn't feel any of this on the hike none um and we had great conversations he's so freaking cute (laughs) it's so funny to be talking about this on a damn podcast he's so freaking cute and he has a couple faces he makes that I just can't handle they're just so cute I want to slap him you know what I mean like that kind of cute where you just want to like slap him um is that weird Am I alone in that? Anyway, we had an amazing lunch. It was a ton of fun. I was so wrapped up in my conversation with him that I didn't eat the fried mushroom appetizer, y'all. Those of you that know me, I could eat... Like, a tornado would not prevent me from finishing off fried mushrooms. But... It was really, it was cute. It was a lot of fun. I was like, I got nervous at one point in the beginning when I noticed, I was like, oh, geez, I think we have like a connection. I started to feel nervous, which is not an emotion I'm familiar with. I don't get nervous. And I was like all jacking around with his straw and I didn't realize it. And I'd like torn (laughs) half the paper off. And I was like, oh, Jesus, here's your straw. But it was really, it was really cute and fun And it's still confusing to me now. And so he was such a good date, like full-blown man, handled it, grabbed the check, super thoughtful, walked me to my car, like very much a lost art these days with these little jackasses running around. Um, But just so sweet. And we hugged each other or whatever, and we left. And I was like, I sat in my car, and I was like, what the hell and I messaged my friends and I'm like you guys I think I'm freaking into OnStar sorry babe that was your your nickname for might still be with a few of them (laughs) but I was like I'm into freaking OnStar and they're like what and I was like uh yeah and the whole way home I was I didn't even go by dishwasher I was like so confused so confused and I was like, huh, I really kept going, huh, that's crazy. And um, I got home and he had sent the sweetest, cutest little messages. I won't embarrass him and share them here. But he sent. although he did tell me he has not listened to my podcast, which I kind of call bullshit on because this guy did some recon. I mean, he knew more about me than I knew. When we first met, like he did the the damn thing. He did the deep dive. I didn't even look. Um, what was I saying? Oh, so anyway, he sent some really cute messages. He didn't do that little game guys do where they wait twenty four hours and trying to pretend they're not interested and all that stupid shit. Um, and I was like, oh my god, this is so cute. <laughs> it's so cute and sweet and. We have pretty much been inseparable since, either on the phone or hanging out or whatever. And it's just been a ton of fun. It's been really fun. It's confusing as hell because the the acrobatics the universe had to do to put the two of us together is mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. He's a football coach. Those of you that know me know I'm not a big fan of sports. We're both coaches. He works with balls. I work with brains. <laughs> and, um, he's a He teaches government. Mm, couldn't pass. That would also be the last category I would pick in Jeopardy. Uh, but, you know, it works really well. And for two people that have nothing in common, we have a shit ton in common. Like, we never run out of things to talk about. It's fun. He's super funny. He's stupid cute. Like... Slap him around cute. And it's fun. He's an amazing guy. It's genuinely confusing to me still, even like how this even all happened. It's early, obviously. It's early. Things are moving fast. Definitely a forest fire-ish. That could either. (laughs) That's what I told him. I said, well, we have a forest fire. We're either going to torch a village or make s'mores. Who knows how this is all going to go. But here we are. So, it's super fun. I deleted the dating app. Couldn't be happier that that damn thing is gone. And it's amazing to me that the first guy I went out with locked that shit down. So fun. So fun. And definitely not... It, even when I was like, I'm going to do this, I never entertained the idea that this was even a, an option. Or that it would be this easy and effortless and fun. Like, I think I was pretty convinced this was all going to suck. <laughs> and I was wrong thank God so anyway we're having a lot of fun it's super cute Barb and Winnie have different opinions Winnie literally knows nothing other than we had lunch and she said I needed to slow down just from the second date part uh she doesn't know like that we are exclusive already so I'm sure she would have opinions about that um And Barb's just like, "Uh, well, if you get married, when you guys get married, you have to live in your house until I die. And I said, okay, we can probably work that out. Uh, And she's concerned that she's going to have to throw a wedding shower. And I'm like, Barb, you forgot about the bachelorette party. What are you doing? So yeah, so that is the big news. I have a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend. And I have to tell you, it's pretty interesting. It's a lot of fun. Um my life was pretty simple for a long time. And I just focused on my little rain man routines, my little Mr. Rogers setup, and my business. And now it's, it's not that simple. It's a lot of fun, but it's going to definitely take some finagling on my part to kind of reshuffle and figure out what kind of strategy I want to use here going forward, just to make sure I'm checking the boxes that matter most and still leaving plenty of time to have fun. And Hang out with my boyfriend. How fun is that? I will share him at some point. I will share him at some point on uh, on Facebook. But I told him, I said, you know, you're going to have some deep dives going down when I put your name out there. And I didn't do any research on you, but I guarantee some people on my, my Facebook page will. So I'll know any big surprises that come up. And that he, he has a much funnier version of our first date. He's like, 8 a.m. on a Sunday? Huh, this must be a test. He thought I, w- I was testing him. And now that I know this man, the fact that he said yes to that date is crazy to me. Crazy that he said yes to that. So he thought that was a test. He had no idea what the hell I was talking about with Waze. Um, he tried to use Google Maps and it told him he was, (laughs) it told him he was a mile and a half away, but it was a six hour drive or something, which is so funny. Um, he was a little concerned that he was meeting with a woman who would be okay to meet a man in the middle of nowhere by herself that she did not know at all. And so he said, well, he was on his way there. He's like, well, maybe it's like a super public place with a lot of people. And he said, and then I got there and I'm like, nope, we are in the middle of nowhere. That's interesting. And I said, yeah, that actually probably wasn't a great judgment call, but who's up to killing someone at 8 a.m. on a Sunday, right? Nobody's up to shady business that early on a Sunday, which I think is a fair point, but still a little risky. So good news is not going to be an issue. Not going to invite another strange man to go hiking with me. Um... He said he, at one point was like, God, what is, (laughs) he's like, this woman is so unique. Is she like a female crocodile Dundee or something? When I was like pointing out all the little animal tracks, (laughs) pointing out all the little animal tracks. And he said, he goes, yeah, I did not think you were into me at all after that first date. And I go, well, I wasn't, um. Which is, it's so crazy to me. The the connection we have now compared to the first date is like unbelievably confusing to me that there was nothing to what we have now is wild, wild. Um, but it's so fun, so fun. So you can do a little, the little lesson here is if you can even take a little bit of uncomfortable action, just a little bit, just your three little points, your little 10 minutes a day and still... Create some pretty cool results in your life. So that part's really fun. And it's fun. It's fun getting to know him. We laugh a lot. It's just a lot of fun. So we'll see. We will see how it goes. And I'll share little tidbits here and there, but it's definitely, it's just interesting and fun and fun. <laughs> so, so there you have it. There's the story for those of you that have asked what's going on in my life, because you can tell there's something. Um, and i wanted to find a fun way to like tell the story and i'm sure i forgot a million things but it's the gist of it so anyway i think i'm going to go ahead and wrap this up cuz i have to get ready for some client sessions and yeah have a great day rate review the podcast all that stuff whatever whatever those people say at the end of their podcast just follow that advice And drop me an email if you have any questions or want me to talk about anything specific.